What's happening, friends? Welcome to Thursday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. We talked last week, and I mentioned if you were to find your partner's diary, and it, and it was all their secrets and everything they thought about you and life, would you open it up and read it? And I think everybody said yes, they would, except for me. <laughs> I just don't want to know. But we had that conversation, and I asked Eddie, I said, hey, if your, if your kids had one, and you, you, you said yes, you'd read it, right? Absolutely. There are no secrets in my house is what I said. Well, there is an update. Eddie, let the show know. <laughs> I did not know this, but apparently my seven-year-old son already owns a locked diary. Is it a diary for a guy? No, no. no. He, and he said specifically, it's not a diary, Dad. It's a journal. It's a locked journal is what I have. And it's, got, it's just a little book, and it has a, a pizza on it. I'm like, interesting. So what do you think he keeps in this journal? I would guess that he has... Um, Maybe he's talking smack about his brothers. Uh, he loves to list out like everyone's faults. Like so, his big brother has these faults. So he probably writes down like so and so was so annoying today. He's always so annoying. That's what I'm assuming is in there. So you did say there were no secrets in your house, correct? You found this journal after we had this conversation. What's going on in your mind? So I'm like, do I open it now? I mean, I did say that, and I do believe it. it's not like I came on the radio and just said something I don't believe. I do believe that there are no secrets in my house, and I feel like it's my duty as a dad to find the key to this lock and open it up and see what's in there would you break the lock off <laughs> no no i can't do that because then he'll he'll know that i broke in there what i'm gonna try to do is maybe spy on him and see where the key is so you are going to commit to trying to get in his journal i, th I don't think you should I'm going to speak out against it. I don't think you should. I think you should let his seven-year-old mind have his seven-year-old <laughs> thoughts. And you only get into it if you think something is wrong. Bones, let me ask you this. What do you think is in a seven-year-old journal? Exactly that. Nothing. Yeah. What food he likes. Why is it, mom and dad made him go to bed early? That's what I want to know right there. What? Like what? Like if there's something about us, like mom and dad, they do this and I hate that. But he's allowed to have his own thoughts without you knowing them, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously he can, he has his brain. He can think of whatever he wants, but I kind of want to know what my son's thinking. But then you think you own them once he writes them down? <laughs> I'll, I'll have a better understanding of what he's going through in his life if I, if I read what's, what's written down. Okay. Around the room, everybody who's near a microphone. Uh, who thinks this is a good idea for Eddie to try to find the key and get in his seven-year-old son's journal? Say aye. Aye. Oh, Lunchbox <laughs> does. Okay. And who doesn't? Say nay. 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 Oh, wow. Scuba, where do you fall on this? I think that if you do this, you'll break your son's trust. He'll, he will find out. And then later in life, when he has other things that are more serious, he won't come to you for advice or questions. So I feel like you'd leave it alone. And Eddie, you have four nays and one yay, and that's mm. from Lunchbox. Yeah. What does that tell you uh, about? It's probably not a good idea. <laughs> That tells Lunchbox, me. why do you think he should get in his kid's journal? Listen, that is too young to be keeping secrets. He needs to know what's going on in his son's life. If there's stuff that's bothering him, troubling him, Eddie needs to know. And maybe he's a little uncomfortable talking to Eddie about it, so he writes it down. So that way, Eddie can help him through those situations. And Eddie, you got to understand, the people that are saying yay are Ray, no kids. Morgan, number two, no kids. Bobby, oh, wow. no kids. So they don't know how to deal with kids. And secondly, I would say this. It actually gives you the perfect talking point to bring up. Hey, I found your journal. I'm not going to open it. Like, I trust you to have your own thoughts because I want you to be a strong, independent person and adult. But you should know that if there's anything really bothering you, I'm here for you. Dang. Like, you come talk to me, me and you. Heck, we'll do it once a week. Let's just sit down for 20 minutes and talk, son. 
I like that. How about I change it up a little bit? How about it, it's more of like, hey, I saw you have a journal. It's really cool. And I love that you're having your thoughts and you're entitled to your thoughts. I, I love that. However, do you mind if I look in there and we look in it together oh. and see what you're going through? No way. No, just be like, hey, I'll also be your journal. You can talk to me about anything. Not can I look in there. Okay. How about one more? How about... You have the journal, really cool. I love that you have your thoughts and everything. But uh, do you, I kind of want to write a couple of things. Do you mind if I put a little something in there too? And then that's when I look at the other oh, pages. Oh, good call. Okay. Let us know what you do, Eddie. <laughs> so, well, I don't know. I, uh, come to you guys. You guys right. tell me we, what you we, think I should do. We just said no. So don't like, do I it. would have a conversation with him about it and say, hey, you know you can talk to me too about anything in the world. Like, I'm glad you have a journal, but I'm here too. And we should get together about once a week and just catch up on life and make a point about it. Okay, let me start there. That's a good idea. Okay. All right. Uh, you can let us know on our Facebook page, Bobby Bone Show. Bones. All right, it is time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Wait till you hear this email. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're already laughing. This is good. I'm the... I always know the premise, and sometimes I'll read over it real quick. <laughs> This is a doozy. All right. Uh, hey, Bobby Bones. My name is Lauren. About a year ago, I got remarried, and now I have an 18-year-old stepdaughter. My son, who is 19, also lives with us, and things could not be going better. The thing is, my husband and I have noticed that our kids have been kind of flirty lately. Oh, boy. My son told me when he met a stepsister, he thought she was really pretty and felt weird about being attracted to someone who was going to be his stepsister. She had a boyfriend at the time, so he didn't think much about it. Well, she's been single for about four months now, and the two of them are spending a lot of time together, and it's obvious they like each other. I'm wondering if you guys or anyone out there thinks that it's weird to encourage them to date or tell them that we're okay with it, or should we not be okay with it? Should step-siblings who met as young adults be able to date? <laughs> or is that taboo? Sign Lauren. <laughs> I told you it's a doozy This today. is good. Okay, I'm just going to say this. I'm curious to know your guys' opinions. <laughs> It's weird, but I'm going to say it's fine. I'm going to leave it there. You're crazy. Okay, go ahead. You're crazy, dude. So, 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 like, with my kids, we have, like, certain things, you know, it's like, this is daddy's cabinet. You don't touch anything in there, and that's it. And they, they follow the rule. That's what you do here. You're like, okay, guys, let me sit you down and tell you. You see her? Yes. You see him? Okay, good. You can't date. Like, you're half, they're, they're both adults. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're half-siblings. We're married. This is very They're strange. not half-siblings. They're step-siblings. W- same thing. Not the same thing. Same thing. thing. Half Me- is blood. <laughs> Step is not. Her dad and his mom, we're married. So it's not good. You have to do it from the very beginning. There are plenty of fish in the sea. Don't do this. It is weird. <laughs> That's what I would do. But, and it's unfortunate. Because if the parents would have never been married, they could have dated all they wanted to. Yeah, but Why that's being- not the situation. That's not their situation anymore. That ship is, what do they say? Sailed. I'm okay with it. It's weird. <laughs> it's unconventional. But you're both adults. It's not like you're 12 or 13 or 5 or 6. Or it's not like you grew up together. Ugh. You met after you could vote. So that makes it okay. You all right. met after you could go into the military. <laughs> I'm going it's okay. We may have to do a whole room poll on this one. Come on. Maybe. Put the scores down here. Uh, one vote okay, one vote not okay. I mean, I can already tell you Lunchbox is going to be on my side. Lunchbox. Listen, I had a buddy that dated his stepsister. 
Of course he did. And they dated for like two years. Did They were nervous about telling their parents, so when the parents would go to bed, then they'd go down the hall to each other's rooms. They were like 17 and 18 when this they got together and their parents were, you know, they met when the, that age. So I have no problem with it. They are not blood-related at all. Oh. They're adults. Who cares? Love is love is love. love. Yeah. Okay. That's guys, what I'm I, saying. Let them date. Let's go. And, and the good thing is you already know their parents. You don't have to meet the parents. <laughs> oh, For, boy. A lot of, a lot of uh, <laughs> holidays <laughs> taken care of. So great. Yeah, you you don't get have to that out of the way. All right. Uh, Morgan. No, no, oh, just all no, because here's when one of the things that people ask you when you start dating someone is how did y'all meet? And when you have to sit there and be like, well, we met because we moved in together because our parents are together. That's so uncomfortable. One and two, if they ever break up, they're half siblings or whatever, and they're stuck step. together forever. <laughs> Not yeah, half step. Step. <sighs> step. Okay, what if, let but, me put the scenario together. What if they were already dating and the parents got married while they were still dating? Then that's where you have the talk with your parents and be like, uh-uh, you're no, not you- dating each other. <laughs> I found her first. Okay, hey, Bobby, have- you're right. You're right. On Teen Mom, Caitlin and Tyler <laughs> were dating. They Teen were Mom. dating, and then their parents, Mom and Dad, got together. So they, it was the reverse. So it's okay for them to do it. It's okay for them to do it. I'm all for it. <laughs> we have two to two. Uh, quick answers. Raymundo. Some people go their entire lives searching for what they just found, and that's love. Incest is fine. What? Let's it's, not incest. Incest. <laughs> it's not incest. It's not incest. I know, it was being funny, but yes, I think it's totally fine for them to date. It's not blood. Uh, Mike D., our head writer, what do you think? It's hard to find love. I say it's okay. Boom. Oh and God. finally, Scuba Steve. Society says no, but I say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Five to two. It's okay. No one's arguing that it's not weird, by the way, or, or unfortunate for them, or it's not going to be a story that you have to like wince every time you... But we're all okay with it. Five to two. That's it. Five to two. That's Have the at poll. It. Have at it, kids. Adults, sorry. Have at it, adults. But when it gets real weird and you don't, I mean, don't come don't barking call, up this don't tree. Don't call Uncle Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, close the mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Morgan, if someone has an email for us, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. We're going to go over to Angela in Kentucky, who is on the phone. Hey, uh, this Bobby? It sure is. Thank you for calling. Good. Good morning, Bobby. Good. Morning, studio. Morning. We'll get there. All right, we're getting there. Yeah, yeah go ahead, Angela. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering, I don't know if you mentioned this before, Bobby, but I was wondering if you have honeymoon plans, and if so, will Caitlin be part of the decision-making? First of all, she'll probably make the whole decision. The, what I've learned in a relationship is, unless I really have a strong opinion about it, I let her do it if she wants it. I don't care where we go on our honeymoon. I know she wants to go to the beach, some sort of beach. Great. I'm not a beach guy, but I'm really not a anything guy. I'm not a mountain guy. I'm not a beach guy. What kind of guy are you? I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> I just haven't found it. I like to go back to the cabin in Arkansas because we have a cabin there back home. You're not much of a traveler, really. I like. To, I travel. Maybe that's it. I travel so much for, for work. work that I just like to stay home. Um, but here's our plan is that we still are trying to figure out what will be allowed once the summer hits, where we can go internationally, where in the, like what's happening. And so we both have our, our vaccines. We'll be fully vaccinated. We'll have our vaccine cards. And it's mostly we're going to look probably early May and make a plan for, you know, August, September. So you haven't planned anything yet? Nothing. Okay. We've talked about some places 
but we have no plan and we've agreed not to make a plan until May 1st. So that, would you have any recommendations, Angela? No, but that's a great idea, and it's a great idea to let her make the decision. <laughs> You're learning early, Bobby. Well, I just don't care. Whatever <laughs> she, wherever I go, give me some good Wi-Fi and some decent, healthy food, and I'm good. But I, so, so that's all I need, but it's important to her. I, would, I, would, I don't want to go somewhere cold. Like, there are places I don't want to go. I don't want to go snow skiing. I've never been snow skiing, and I just know I'm going to tear an ACL or an MCL or hurt a shoulder. So I'm good there. But otherwise, let's rock. Let's do whatever you want. Where where did you go for your honeymoon? Well, we got married in Hawaii, so we just stayed in Hawaii. So, nice. so whoever went to the wedding, they ended up leaving, and then we kind of ho- island hopped is what they called it. We went to, like, three different islands. It was great. Ray, where'd you guys go? Aruba. What'd you think about that? Greatness. Uh, very expensive, but it's a quick flight, so consider it. It's a quick flight? It is, yeah. I'm going to ask a dumb question. Where is Aruba? <laughs> right next to South America, very close to Central America as well. Lunchbox, where'd you guys go? We went to Greece, Ooh. and it was the most beautiful place I've ever seen in my life. First time I've ever been out of the country, and it was amazing. Where'd you go, Angela? I didn't go anywhere. I, we, it was an ice storm. We were in Austin, Texas, and we were the last one that got married before they closed the courthouse. So you never went on a honeymoon, though? We never did. Well, tell him to let's yeah, go. It's never time. too late. Never too late. Well, there you go. Let him hear Once this. COVID's over. Yeah, tell him. Tell him after the play this podcast for him later. What's his name? Kurt. Kurt. Uh huh. Kurt, take your woman somewhere. <laughs> All right, there you go. You told him. I told him. Nice. All right, Angela, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Kane Brown won his first ACM award. Ahead of the live show, Kane Brown was announced as the winner for video of the year with his song, Worldwide Beautiful. The show airs this Sunday on CBS at 8, 7 Central. Trisha Yearwood dropped a new line of pet products today. The line was inspired by her rescue dogs. It's called the Trisha Yearwood Pet Collection with dog treats, beds, bags, collars, and more. I'm Morgan Number 2. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Mia Goot was at the harbor in New York City when she was watching this older man feed the ducks. He's just sitting there tossing some bread in the water. Dude slips, boom, falls into the harbor, and she jumps into the water. She doesn't even know. Why are you talking like that? Because they're in New York, in the harbor. You sound like you're from Boston. Yeah, a little different. Do I? Yeah. Uh How does New York sound then? In the harbor. In the harbor. So she jumps in the water. She doesn't even know how to swim. The guy's face (laughs) down, you know. And she grabs him, and she somehow learns how to tread the water holding him and gets him back to the rocks, and they're both okay. Shout out Mia, Mia Goot. Who didn't even know how to swim. That's crazy. First of all, a lot of the story was lost on Lunchbox doing an impression. <laughs> but she didn't even know how to swim. She didn't know how to swim. And saw she- the elderly man fall in the water. So she jumped in and tried to- and saved him. Like, just did it. And it's an amazing story. And also, when you jump in to save somebody in the water, you're risking your life, too. Yes, you are. Didn't even know how to swim. Even as a lifeguard, you're risking your life when you know how to swim well. That's a great story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, it's Amy versus Lunchbox time. We don't have Amy, but we have Abby, who kind of sounds like Amy. (laughs) Just like Amy. (laughs) Abby is stepping in. Abby, how are you today? I'm good. I'm ready. Uh, Lunchbox is up three to zero in this as they play to five. But a lot of people are calling this the asterisk round 
Because if Lunchbox beats Abby twice, does that even count? Yeah. That's what that's what the historians of this game are saying huh. over on the Facebook page. What are your thoughts, Lunchbox? Hey, look, a championship's a championship. You can put an asterisk by it. You can put a star by it, a pound sign, whatever you want. Guess what? <laughs> champ is a champ. Okay. An asterisk is a star, though, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right, Lunchbox, oh. you ready to play? Abby, ready to play? I'm ready. All right, so I'll ask Abby three questions that we think Lunchbox will get, and we'll flip it over and ask Lunchbox three questions we think Abby will get. Here we go. Question number one. Abby, these are for you. Ready? Mm-hmm. A screwdriver that has a slot in its top that looks like a cross is called a what? Okay. A Phillips head. Oh, nice. Nice job. Okay. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Next up. A quarter-sized beer keg is often called what? A quarter-sized beer can. Quarter-sized. Hold on. I got to talk this out. Last time I went too fast. And I'm, I missed it, and I was mad at myself. Hold on. Okay. By the way, Abby is our phone screener. If you call us here on the show, she's who answers, and she's very nice to people. Sometimes she's too nice. Yeah, too nice. I'm just- <laughs> a quarter-sized beer keg is called what, Abby? Oh, no. A pint. Oh, uh, A pint is Oh, my incorrect. gosh. Oh, my God. Why did I? No. No. Lunchbox. He's going to get that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pony keg. Correct. <sighs> I, what? I've never heard of that. <laughs> You gotta go to parties more. It is a pony keg. Is correct. Okay, last question for you, Abby. Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan starred together in what action comedy movie? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! No, it's on the tip of my tongue. Hold on. Um, Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan starred together in what action comedy movie? No, I know it. I know it. You got it. Oh my gosh! No, 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 no. It's on the tip of my tongue. It literally is. Five seconds. Oh, I don't have Time. it. Time. Gosh dang it. Lunchbox. Hey, Abby, Abby. Let me see if you ever sit in this. It's called Rush Hour. Correct. Oh. I knew it. That was it. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right, Lunchbox, over to you. You ready to go? Yeah, I've been ready, man. What's up? Let's go. Question number one. Fenty Beauty is a cosmetic brand created by what singer? Fenty Beauty. Fenty Beauty. If I'm a Fenty Beauty. Fenty Beauty. Fenty Beauty. Oh, that's definitely Nicki Minaj. That is incorrect. Dang. Fenty. Oh, man. Abby, you need this. Fenty Beauty is a cosmetic brand created by what singer? Amy, I'm so sorry. (laughs) No. Fenty. Fenty. Fergie. Oh, my God. Incorrect. It is... Rihanna. (laughs) Lunchbox. Yep. The fashion designer Gianni Versace came from what country? Ah, Gianni. Gianni. It's (laughs) definitely Italian, man. He came from Italy. Giatani. Giatani. Yeah, Italy. He's got to be Italian, man. What's his name again? Giatani Versace. (laughs) (laughs) And he's an Italian man. It's uh, Gianni Versace, and it is Italy. That's correct. And then finally, Lunchbox, what weight loss program does Oprah have a stake in? Oh, that's Weight Watchers. That's correct. There he is. He wins. Oh, he's this guy. good. He's he good. And they 
Hennessy Stay There! Abby, what do you have to say? This is your last time playing the game. It's two losses for you. So what's the score now for Amy? Four, no. Four to zero. Oh, how do I redeem her? This is not fair. Uh, I'd, it's I'd not buy, fair to make her come back to this. I'd buy her breakfast for a week straight. <laughs> I tell you what, okay. if you go out and you solve a crime that's been a cold case for a while, I think <laughs> she'll solve a <laughs> Okay. It. I'll work on that. <laughs> All right, Abby. Oh. wasn't your best look, but we're, we're happy you played. Lunchbox, congratulations. Oh, one went away from the championship. Have you heard the... Rumor there may be a Real Housewives of Nashville, Eddie. <laughs> I have, yes, yes. And I've heard okay. of the people that might be in it. They're not doing the show. There's oh. not a Real Housewives of Nashville. I'll say it now. Oh, okay. All right. There's know that. something being filmed in a pilot, but it is not Real Housewives of Nashville. And I've had some friends that were in the early stages of the pilot, and they pulled out. And, you know, you may have seen that it's like Jana Kramer, Chuck Wicks, Jimmy Allen and his wife, DJ Silver— there is something shooting. There's a pilot, but it is not Real Housewives of Nashville. And I'll leave it there. Uh, there was a news story yesterday that Brittany Aldean said, hey, I'm not involved. Like, if there is one happening, I'm not a part of it. Would you ever do a reality show about your family, Eddie? <laughs> no, you know me. Like, I'm the opposite of that. There's no way I'd get my wife to sign off on any of that. Yeah, I think that would be the, the struggle with us, too, is that I wouldn't care. Yeah. Like, those cameras in there. But Caitlin would not like it at all. Right. You and I, whatever. Shoot whatever you want. Yeah. Heck, put one on the toilet. We don't care. <laughs> put a camera anywhere. Um, I was reading this story about how as the pandemic ends, people are trying to get back in shape real quick mm-hmm. because they have to go back into public. And so you're going to be in the office more. You're going to be seeing people out and about. And so it's like, oh, crap, I let myself go. I got to get myself back. And so now that people are getting the vaccine and people are starting to be together, more people are, A, paying attention to their personal appearance, starting to have better physical health, taking care of their skin, taking care of their hair, and then also starting to take care of their mental and emotional health. But I remember when the pandemic started, even back early days when we were quarantining, I was like, man, I got all this free time. I'll be in such good shape. Like when this pandemic's over, I'm going to have a nine pack. I'm actually the opposite of that now. Do you feel any pressure at all about going back out in every you know, this this type of story? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, we I, I always kept coming to the studio, so I always left the house every day. And I mean, I just and I guess on the contrary, I did the Matthew McConaughey diet, so I lost weight. So true. <laughs> yeah, I'm the opposite of that. Yeah, I've been riding the Peloton, trying to get back into shape a little bit. But Morgan told me that somebody in the office is competing with me on the Peloton, and I didn't know that. Morgan, well, what's happening? Okay, so it's somebody that I work with all the time. He's in our company. He's not in our building. He's in New York. But okay. he works with us. He's on the digital side of things. And yeah, he's always going up against you. He's like, <laughs> I see Bobby all the time. He's like, I've only beaten him one time. Every other time he's passed me and beat me. And so he wants to be friends with you because he thinks you guys basically are Peloton buddies and you don't even know it. First of all... <laughs> I have an injured calf, and I have not been performing at my—I'm all competitive now. (laughs) I have to stand up for myself. I've got a right calf that has been in bad shape for about a year, and it just will not heal up, and I've not been putting in my best outputs. I did not know, but now you know I'm going to get on that and just visualize whoever this is not beating me. But the last time that I went really hard in the Peloton, I went so hard I peed blood. Remember that? Yes, yes. How can we forget? Listen, that Peloton's injured my butt, and I peed blood. I had blood coming out of both sides of me. Because I think I go a little too hard. Because I get motivated by weird things. Now, this guy, I want to kill. I don't even know who he is. <laughs> who? What's the guy's name? His name's uh, Dave Basner. We call him Baz. Um, okay. But yeah, he But he said you've beaten him every time. There's only one time that he's been able to beat you. 
I'm going to go track that score down and delete it for Peloton. Here's Amy's pile of stories. It's Bobby filling in for Amy. Okay, Eddie, the question is, is it okay to buy the same gift for multiple people's birthdays? Ooh, yeah, I've done that. So, yeah, I think so. Okay, experts say that it's okay to buy two or three people the same gift. Just don't buy 10 people the same gift because then you'll become known for what you're giving out uh. as gifts. For example, if you're buying everybody candles, you become known as the candle guy. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> you don't want to be known as the candle guy. What about Christmas? Will you do a few friends the same gift? So, like, if Christmas, I'll do not, like, close friends, but somewhat, like, uh, people that I know. I'll get them all, like, the same thing. So that's okay to you? Yeah, to me, it's fine. Okay. Largely, they say people don't care. You can do two or three. I never even thought about it. You know, Morgan got me a really nice birthday gift. Just uh, got it. Got me an old-school Arkansas Razorback hat. And, Morgan, I have a question for you. (laughs) How much money are you making? Because she got me a gift card that was significant. Like, it was so much. And I was like, how, how much are we paying, Morgan? Well, I mean, you're my boss. It's a big birthday. And I, I think I should be reciprocating. You give me give, like really good gifts all the time. And I feel like that's something that should be in my budget to make sure I get you good gifts as well. All I know is that it was a really cool old school Arkansas Razorback hat. And then it was a gift card to a place that I eat a lot. And it... It was so much, it made me a little bit uncomfortable. I was like, what? I, had, I made squeal noises like that, Eddie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Should I have not done that? No, it was extremely okay. generous of you. But again. Wait, you got a, vi- you got a big gift card at Chili's? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't at Chili's, uh, but I would have loved that too. That would have been awesome. Uh, let's see, also in the news, Uber, Walgreens, PayPal to cover COVID-19 vaccine rides for anyone who's needy in the United States. thought that was pretty cool. The company's announced a vaccine access fund that covers the cost for rides to vaccination sites for people who may not be able to afford them. Which, by the way, on Monday, I'm two weeks in from my final vaccine. I'm ready. I'm going to the club. Yeah. I'm going to the gym. (laughs) I'm going to find a mosh pit. I don't even mosh. (laughs) But I'm all over the place. Um, Life skills we wish we'd learned in school. 83% of parents think schools should spend more time teaching important life skills, not just the standard academic stuff. I mean, can I get an amen? Amen. Right. It's me, I guess. Yeah. Number one, how to save money. Heck, in school, that wouldn't have mattered to me. I had no money. I would have liked how to make money. Number two, how to budget and organize your finances. Number three, how to invest. Number four, which is significant, and I don't think people cared when we were in high school, how to take care of your mental health. That just mm. wasn't a thing. It's a good one. And now it is so important. Like I'm working on my physical health. I'm trying to work on my mental health, uh, how taxes work at number five. I think that'd have been good for Lunchbox to learn who still does his own taxes and every year somehow gets a gigantic <laughs> refund just only because cr- he files his own. Yeah, you got to crunch those numbers the right way. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, work expense here, work <laughs> expense there. Next thing you know, you got 10,000 back. No, no way. <laughs> I just don't think a little bit of this, a little bit of that is the way to do your taxes. I mean, I'm I afraid. I I am out front. Government, love you. Have it. I'm not doing anything fishy over here. Go over and look at the guy in the orange shirt. Don't look at me. I'm not being fishy. I'm just, you know, being a mathematician. How many, how much money over the past five years do you think you've gotten back from your taxes? Uh, around 43000 right around there, I'd say. Over five years, because a couple, couple <laughs> years ridiculous. I didn't reach the 10,000 10, mark. Crazy. Luke Bryan tested positive for COVID-19. He had to miss last week's American Idol. 
Uh, he won't be on the ACMs this Sunday either. Um, I'm wondering if he's going to be on Idol. I don't know. I mean, I hope you guys watch American Idol Sunday night. It's really going to be great Sunday night and Monday night. But don't know about Luke. I know he's feeling pretty good, but I don't know what he's going to be on or if he's going to even be on anything. Fans put up six Morgan Wallen billboards around Nashville hmm. to mock the ACMs. I haven't been in town, so I haven't seen them. Ed, have you seen them? I haven't seen them. I saw the article, but I haven't seen the actual signs, no. Pretty funny. Morgan put out a message on Instagram and Twitter the other day, too. He wrote a note. It was like, hey, I'm not touring this summer. I appreciate the support. Now, finally, Dolly Parton's ice cream is selling on eBay for $1,000 per pint. This is like a, a NFT. Yeah. But it's ice cream. Dolly Parton's collaboration with Jenny's uh, debuted to rave reviews. She's 75. She created a new strawberry pretzel pie flavor, <laughs> all to benefit Dolly's imagination library. A seller on eBay listed the ice cream for $1,000 a pint, which, by the way, it's not available now? Yeah, that's my question. It's, oh, it's Why? sold out. Okay, got oh. it. I was like, why would I not just go to the store and <laughs> right, get some? You're right. And then how do you mail that and guarantee that it's not frozen? And if you buy it for 1000 bucks a pint, aren't you going to be sad in three months when it's at the gas station? See, I've thought about the whole how do you freeze that stuff, but when HelloFresh delivers stuff, like it's like very, very cold still, and it's been in there for like a week. HelloFresh.com. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, what's the password? Bones? Yeah. Put in the code word Bones. I think it's like Bones12, isn't it? HelloFresh.com slash Bones12, code Bones12. Thanks, Eddie. I mean, you should be more prepared next time that we talk. I didn't know you were going to throw a HelloFresh plug in the middle of a Dolly Parton story about ice cream. All right. That's the pile of stories. Thank you, guys. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. When a regular customer didn't make it back to pick up their dog, a PetSmart groomer in Omaha, Nebraska, knew something was up. The pet owner didn't mention anything when he dropped his dog off, so the groomer tried to contact him, no luck, contact him, no luck, contact him, no luck. That's when PetSmart called animal control officer Keisha Witherspoon and said, hey, we're concerned about this. So they sent an investigator to the house to check up on the pet owner. Nobody answered. They called police. They went inside, found him, quote, lying in distress in his apartment after suffering a medical episode. Wow. They went through all the steps because he didn't come pick up his dog. Yeah, that's crazy. That's uh, crazy how like it starts with just like something's not right. Like I wonder if I would have done that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I, know. I'd like to think I would, but, <laughs> but good, we don't know. I know. So good for everybody in this story. You saved the guy's life. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It is time for the investigative morning, Corny. And holding it down today is Raymundo. Raymundo, do you have it for us? Yep. Our goal as a show, me, Eddie, and Lunchbox, we have 90 seconds to actually figure out the morning corny. The morning corny. How does the farmer count his cows? How does the farmer count his cows go? Jumping over the moon. Uh, E-I-E-I-O. Moo. Cows. Moo. Moo. Milk. Moo. Utter. How does he count? Calculator. So, so maybe it's a joke calculator? on calculator. That's it, Eddie. It's like, by his calculator. You oh, got calculator. it. Calculator. Oh, did you not say that? No, I said calculator, like with an L. I thought you said it like you were... Yeah, I thought you said it. I heard calculator, Eddie, when you said it, so you get all credit. <laughs> calculator. Is that what we're going to go with? That's the only answer there is. How does a farmer count his cows with a calculator? Come on. Right? 
That's got to be We saw it. like 40 seconds, so let me say this. I'm on Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones. <laughs> I recently did a TikTok, because Mike D and I are bored in California, where we went to a gas station and bought all the $30 scratch-offs they had to see if you actually win when you buy a bunch of them. Yeah. And it's up on my TikTok. You can see if I won. I spent all my money on scratch-offs. And you can look up there. Wait, did it's you mis- win? It's on TikTok, Eddie. Ah, I gotta look at it. I gotta go to TikTok. Mr. Bobby Bones. All right, I think we're ready. Raymundo, go ahead and hit us with that joke. The morning corny. How does the farmer count his cows? How does the farmer count his cows? We're gonna go with a calculator. A calculator. Yeah! Woo! Clear eyes, full hearts. Nice job, team. Eddie, you didn't know, but you nailed it. Yeah, I didn't know what I said, but I did. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we all sit in this room, and Raymundo is connected by a glass room because he's pushing all the sounds. He's got a big board with all the buttons, and if you hear a clip, it's Raymundo pushing that button. Uh, so, Raymundo, what happened to you? Yeah, so I had a really awkward handshake with a country artist. We were at an album release party, and I, at the end of this, I want you guys to guess who the country artist was. But we both got there, and we saw each other across the room, and to the point where we're wearing masks, but we could tell I knew it was them, they knew it was me, we got closer, so here comes the handshake. Well, I've been doing fist bump, so I went with fist bump, they went with handshake, it got down to it, it was really awkward, our hands were about to touch, I was still doing fist pump, and then boom, our hands touched, it was so awkward, I ended up doing a fish move and turned it into a handshake, (laughs) but boy, I never want to experience that type of a handshake ever again, but we ended up doing it, and I want you guys to try and guess who this country artist was that I had the most awkward handshake with. Did you do fist into palm? Yeah, I did fist, <laughs> and our hands touched, and then I miraculously turned it into a hand, and it ended up being it, but good gosh, was it terrible. Okay, you have four artists. We're going to guess who it is. Who's the first one? Adam Hambrick. I've seen him at Bones for basketball, so possibly him. Okay, Adam Hambrick. Who else? Carly Pierce. Sometimes we comment on social media, me and my wife, on hers, so her. Who else? Uh, my man crush, Sam Hunt. Did me and him maybe play some basketball, and I didn't even tell the story on the air. <laughs> Wait, did you say you guys might have played basketball together? Yeah, I just wanted to uh, tease it like that. We haven't, but I mean, oh, okay. maybe okay, we good. saw each other at this album release party. And finally... Uh, friend of the family, I did have my wedding on his property. Was it Garth Brooks? Okay, who was it, Eddie? Well, I think he already took uh, Carly Pierce out because the whole since the beginning is like a dude handshake. That's what I pictured. So I'm gonna go with Adam Hambrick. Lunchbox? It's definitely Garth Brooks. Morgan? Yeah, I feel like it's Garth Brooks. He likes to shake hands. I'm gonna think it's Carly Pierce, and here's why. An album release? Did this happen recently, Ray? Yeah. Okay. Oh, she's got a new album out? No. I don't think it's about her. I'm thinking of new music who came out. And uh, what's the guy's name? BK? BK. From (laughs) Florida Georgia Line? Like he put out something? (laughs) Yes, Beach Cowboy or something. Yeah. Oh. And so I would imagine maybe that's what it was. And And then Carly's on the same record label. Okay, that makes sense. So I'm going Carly Pierce just by using clues. Raymondo, who is it not? It is not Carly Pierce. <gasps> oh, oh, you're done, Bones. Yeah, dang. 
Okay, next. Who is it not? Sam Hunt. We figured that. Yeah, we, we. Oh, it's Garth or Hambrick, which, by the way. <laughs> Quite the difference. I love Adam, but he's written a bunch of number ones, but he's still a new artist. <laughs> All right, is, is it Adam Hambrick or Garth Brooks, Ray? It is the go. Wow! Wow! Where did you see? Oh, you saw him at Ali Colleen's album party. Wow. Yep, that was it. His daughter. I didn't put that together. Oh, so and at, so you, at any he point went, he didn't want to do a hug or anything? <laughs> no, he didn't. We had masks on and everything like that. Had no idea the dude was going to be there. And I definitely made it super awkward with that handshake. Does Garth wear a cowboy hat to album release parties? <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe he had a baseball hat on. Yeah. So he wasn't formal Garth. No, no, He's no. Ch- chill Garth. Yeah, shirt was untucked, but I believe he was wearing a flannel and cowboy boots still. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. How was old Garth? He missed me? <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't really say anything like that. It was it was very cordial and quick. All right. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Jameson Rogers. So next Friday, Jameson has a new EP coming out, which congratulations, by the way. Thank you, brother. Your first EP was kind of how you were discovered, not... Well, kind of how you were discovered right before you blew up, right? Yeah, so I've put out a couple EPs. The first one was just kind of with my publishing company. And then the second one actually was my publishing company, too. And then that's the one that kind of got me the, the record deal. So it was this, yeah. which one did like Luke Combs hear? He heard the first one. The uh, baby Jameson. Yeah, that's when him and Nicole were just had just started dating. And I think she had heard a song called Midnight Daydream and had sent it to him, and he tells a funny story. He was out in, like, Utah opening up for Corey Smith. Luke Combs opening for Corey Smith is funny to think about now. Um, he was in a hot tub with his band, and they were just, like, jamming Midnight Daydream, which is just a funny, funny sight to me. That's, yeah, that's also <laughs> funny to think about. Yeah. Luke Combs yeah. in a hot tub with his band. <laughs> yeah. a bunch of guys, yeah. Uh, EP, you can probably pre-save this. It's called In It For The Money, out next Friday. Um, good for you. Love, love good music from... People who create good music, you know? Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I have a couple things that I didn't get a chance to ask you when you were at the house. And you left, and I was like, dang, you know what I forgot to ask Jameson? Was this, is he named after whiskey? You know, it's funny. I was named after... My mom has never tasted alcohol, ever. Like, one of the rare people. I feel like you're the same way, it's right? I'm the same way, yeah. And so, like, it's just... That's impressive at this point. When you get later in life, my mom's 62, and she's never even tasted a glass of wine. I mean, like, what, how do you even do that? Um, but she actually named me after an actor in the 80s. Um, I think the show was Simon and Simon. I've never seen the there show. There is a show called Simon and Simon. Cop, it's cop show? It's a, like a detective show, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think one of the guys was named Jameson Parker on there. Wait, they both were named Simon? What <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe his real name was Jameson Parker. I don't know, but that, that's, that's where she got the name. That's a confusing show. <laughs> There's a Simon named Jameson. Uh, well, why don't we do this? I know you have your guitar, and I do want to talk to you a lot, but let us remind people of your first number one. That yeah. I felt like played all the time, and what a great feeling to turn on the radio, especially if they're like two or three stations in the same city, and it's like you turn on one <laughs> on, and there you are. You turn on another one, yeah. and there you are. That had to happen a couple times, right? It's crazy, man. It, it's uh, just a dream come true. You know what I mean? That's what you moved to town for, and it's just a dude from Batesville, Mississippi that, <laughs> that's living his dream up here. Here is Jameson Rogers doing some of uh, Some Girls. Pictures on her phone And tears in her eyes Waterproof makeup Ain't made for a breakup On a Saturday night Tennessee, how you been? 
Good, how about you? Funny how seeing you once after a few months gets you like that. Right back to telling folks you know I know all about some new guy taking you out. Then you unfollow me, then follow me back just so I know you're still around. Some girls get their mama on the phone, take a trip back home, pretend they never knew the guy. Some girls drink a bottle of wine, got an old extra text to get them through the getting by. Sometimes it's a clean break, stay gone. Clean slate, moving on to something new. You sometimes, some girls make it easy on you. Some girls never do. Nice. Jameson Rogers is live here. He's, you. you you look at Jameson and he's a good looking dude, but he starts to sing and you're like, where does that like rat painfully rasp come from? Like you don't expect that 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 painful sound to come out of you, yeah. and that's a compliment. Well, thank you, man. I, yeah, I don't know. I, it's hard to explain. I have a quiet talking voice too, so it's like that's probably it too. Yeah, because your your demeanor is very calm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, some girls, scream, scream, scream. You're like, dang, that guy can go. Have you started to see any? Because I know it takes. Uh, sometimes nine months to a year to get any money from a hit. Yeah. Is, is this start, stuff starting to come in now for this song? You know, it's funny. I didn't write some girls. You but, know, but I, you get some stream money. Yeah, you get. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've definitely made some some money from it. So, yeah, yeah. It, it it usually like I've written some songs from some other people too, and it usually takes like I want to say like nine months after it's peaked or whatever to kind of make some money. So I'm a little insulted right now. I know you didn't write that song. We talked. <laughs> you, he writes every song for everybody, and we had a whole conversation about how that he thought that song was so good yeah. that he cut it. And that's the biggest compliment a songwriter can do is to cut somebody else's song. Yeah, well, I mean, look, you look at the biggest artist ever in every genre, they cut outside songs. I mean, it, Church. It, it's fine. You know what yeah. I mean? It's fine that I don't have to write every song. It's going to be okay. People cut your songs. Yeah, yeah. EP's out next Friday, the 23rd. Uh, Jameson Rogers is here. Here, let me just play some of the songs he's written for other folks. Uh, FGL, talk you out of it. I talked you into slipping down the hall, baby, turning on. Chris Lane, I don't know about you. What's your name? What's your sign? What's your birthday? What's your wrist tattoo? Bible Luke Bryan, born here, live here, die here. Born here, live here, die here. From the roots to the boots to the lady down. Jason Aldean, camouflage hat. Here come rolling down Main Street, a country song. So this guy's no joke here. That's awesome. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. You started being able to afford to live in Nashville by writing songs, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. You moved to town, I'm going to write songs. That's how you started to get, get get a paycheck, pay your rent and stuff. Yeah, I moved here. I had written like probably three songs, and then I've learned pretty quick that I was going to have to learn. Like I just thought I was going to move here and get a record deal. You know what I mean? And I was like, I started going to writer's nights, and I kind of saw where the bar was with songwriters and, and artists, and I was like, I'm going to have to figure out how to write before. That's the first thing I'm going to have to figure out to, how to do. And so I just put my head down and... And got after it. Is that a wide awakening when you get to town and you're like, yeah, I'm pretty good. Then you see people who are great and you're like, <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I didn't really move to town thinking I was that great. I was just, <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't start playing guitar until I was 21 years old. And so I was just so green when I moved here. You know what I mean? You know what's annoying about James and Eddie? What? <laughs> <laughs> Not only can he sing... And he can write songs now, but he's also a, an athlete. Yes, he, yeah, it drives me insane. <laughs> Very he's, average athlete. He's good say. looking. He can play music. Here he can write. He can sing. <laughs> he played baseball. Uh, he was, and he didn't just like walk. He was a scholarship player at Northwest Mississippi Community okay. College. So I'm tired of it. Some people have it all, right? <laughs> yeah, some people <laughs> have a baseball career, and some people. 
We're over it. We're over all these athlete, good-looking guys having all the talent. And here's Eddie and I. Joe Schmo's yeah. over here. Nobody's struggling to get by. Yeah, right. Uh, Jameson Rogers is here. Hey, you put out the new song, Good Dogs. Yeah. Would you mind playing a little bit of that? It yeah. came out last Friday. Yeah. Here is Jameson doing his new one, Good Dogs. This is one of those beers that goes down easy This is one of those days that you don't look forward to Life's got lows, life's got highs Sometimes you gotta say goodbye Sometimes you gotta say it too soon Good trucks, they'll run forever If you keep oiling them and you treat them right A good woman holds you together And she'll stick with you for the rest of your life Good buddies will always come running Got you back no matter what But good dogs don't live long enough That's such a good song. Yeah, thank you. Come on. Thank you. Thank I you. I try not to have favorites when people come in to perform, but just I I'm just a fan. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, brother. Uh, he's releasing a new EP on the 23rd. It's called In It for the Money. And uh, they were like, "Hey, what do you want Jameson to play?" And I was like, "Hey, I don't, you know, people can play whatever they want when they come up here." So I wanted Good Dogs. Yeah. Wanted the number one, and I said, "Hey, and if he wants to cover a little something that was important to him in his career or just a song he loves." Let them do that, too. And you have chosen to do that. And what song are you going to do here? Yeah, so I'm going to do a Miranda Lambert song. It's uh, The song didn't – I've always loved the song, but the older I get, the better the song gets for me. Like, I went home for, for Easter to Mississippi, and I don't know. It's just like – I don't know. The longer you're away from home, just, I guess, more things change, which is – I mean, it's, you know, nothing ever stays the same, so it's fine. But I don't know. This song just um, takes me back to being a kid in Mississippi and – just in, in all the good ways, you know what I mean? Here is Jameson Rogers doing Miranda Lambert, House That Built Me. You know they say you can't go home again. I just had to come back one last time Ma'am, I know you don't know me from Adam but Those handprints on your front steps are mine And up those stairs in that little back bedroom It's where I did my homework and I learned to play guitar And I bet you didn't know under that live oak, my favorite dog is buried in the yard. I thought if I could touch this place or feel it, this brokenness inside me might start healing. Out here it's like I'm someone else. I thought that maybe I could find myself. If I can just come in, I swear I'll leave Won't take nothing but a memory From the house that built me 
Jamison Rogers. Yeah. That is great. Thank you. You're just your performance style. It's like you can do the upbeat songs, <laughs> but I would compare when you perform the slow tempo sad songs. The only other artist that makes me kind of feel that way is Tennille Towns. Oh, yeah. She will, she will wreck a room. Yeah. She opened for me for like four months once. I was doing stand-up, and she would come out. I just loved her as an artist. But here's the trouble with, with you artists that can make people sad. Is that I'm supposed to come on and be funny after? I got to <laughs> dig them out of a hole just to get back to even. Yeah. I know your pain. I followed her at, uh, in a round at the Bluebird a couple years ago. And, I mean, you just can't. It's so hard to follow Tennille at the Bluebird. I mean, because it's, it's such a listening room. You know what I mean? And she'd play, like, Jersey on the wall. And I'm like, yeah, cool, here's people- Cold Beer calling my name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jameson Rogers is here. And speaking of Tennille, let me mention this. And it's, it's weird to mention sold-out performances because you can't buy tickets. But uh, Jameson and Friends, two sold-out performances at the Listening Room in Nashville, April 23rd, the same day the EP comes out, with Carly Pierce, Jimmy Allen, Jordan Davis, and Tennille Towns. And all the money is going for a good cause. Is this going to be something people can watch on the stream? Like, yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. I think, yeah, for sure. It's got to be. Yeah. Come on. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. There's a group of ATV riders who call themselves the Wild Bunch, and they're riding the canyons in Utah. When they make it up a canyon and they say, ah, let's just relax and enjoy the view, and one of them has a dog with them. Well, the dog steps off the ledge of the canyon and slips down. So the owner starts freaking out like, oh, no, not my dog Summer. So the owner starts going down to help the dog. Well, she slips too. Well, all these guys are like, all the riders are thinking, well, we got to help. We got to do something. One of them had a rope. So all 20 riders held the rope while one of them scaled down to rescue the dog. Once the dog was saved, then they're like, we got to go down and get the owner because she fell further than the dog. So they went down and rescued the girl, too. Everyone was safe. Great story. They went for the dog first. I think the dog was closer. Got it. You don't want to pass up the dog (laughs) to get to the human. (laughs) Yes, I don't think they they chose. Like, which one do we get first, guys? All right, head's the dog. (laughs) That's a great story. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, that is cool. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Jameson Rogers. Jameson Rogers is here. A couple things I want to remind you. He has a new song out called Good Dogs. It's out now. Love it. One of my favorite new releases in a long time from anybody. Also, his new EP called In It For The Money comes out April 23rd. Hope you guys just become a fan of this guy. You will know him already from this song called Some Girls. Some girls get the mama on the phone, take a trip and also, this song, Cold Beer, Callin' My Name, with Luke Combs. But James is one of these guys who is a great songwriter, great singer, but also a great athlete. And I was trying to think of something I could beat him at, Eddie. And I was like, what sport could I beat Jameson at? Because I love to bring people into my house and then punish them, you know? It's time to have a little dose of reality. So what'd you come up with? Well, bop it. <laughs> Is that even a sport? Well, that's the only thing I think I have a chance to beat him at. I'm not even that good at it. I only ever played this this morning, but I feel like this is my shot. So we have a bop it here. Um, if you want to warm up and do like a 15-second warm-up, have at it, because I'm going to need 15 seconds to warm up. All right, all right. So go ahead and get you Let's around see, in here. get this thing going on? This is Jameson's warm up. I'm nervous. Bop it. Twist it. Pull it. Twist it. Bop it. Bop it. All right, it's enough warm up for Jameson. He got 15 <laughs> seconds in. With the, there will be. <laughs> the guy talks trash to him. There will, there will be uh, the $500 donation to the winner's charity. 
Yeah, it'd be great. Okay, yeah. so we'll, whoever wins gets 500 bucks donated to their charity. Yeah. I, I don't plan on losing. <laughs> Let's go, Bones. Come on. All right, Jameson, you're first. Are you ready to bop it? Let's do Let's it. see how many he can get. I'm nervous. Action. Some of that athlete hand-eye coordination come out, and I was going, I'm never gonna beat him. That's very beatable. All right, very 24. Beatable. Let me take a shot at it here. I'm gonna get one little warm-up round, and I have to beat 24. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I can't believe we're just sitting here watching you guys play Bop It. It's <laughs> great. All right, so this is me. I'm good. Oh, that's all you need? All right, let's go. That's all I need. All right, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to beat 24. Mm, well, that's a high it number. Is, it mean, is a high number. High. It is, it's pretty go. high. Here we go. Sony is your team. They're going to donate 500 bucks to St. Jude. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. Um, that's awesome. Listen, this, this has been a very fun interview for me now. The how most do you fun. Feel? How do you feel? I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Uh, that's right. Uh, Jameson, look, all seriousness, Bop It is not your career lane, but music is. You crushed it today. I'm super pumped Thank you came you. in. Thank just, you. I just love you, man. I appreciate it. Just man. as an artist, love you. Right back at you. Everybody, check out Good Dogs. EP comes out April 23rd. We'll be sure to promo the crap out of that when it comes out as well. Thank you, bro. Uh, there he is. Follow him at Jamison Rogers on everything. Yeah. Right? All the good stuff. Clap your hands for the second place boppeter. Jamison <laughs> Rogers. All yeah. Right. Back in a minute. <laughs> they asked 2,000 Americans, if you could eat only one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Top 10 answers are on the board. Let's play the feud, everybody. Lunchbox is up first. Lunchbox, 2,000 Americans. If you could only eat one food the rest of your life, what would it be? 
Pizza. Show me pizza. Number one answer. One point for you. Thank you. Go ahead. Uh, Guess again. Yeah, ice cream. One food the rest of your life. You would just eat ice cream. (laughs) That's right. I love me some ice cream. My kids for sure would guess that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I said 2,000 Americans. Uh, I'm assuming adults. Oh. Show me ice cream. I'm assuming adults. Didn't think about that. Eddie. Okay. I mean, this is easy. Let's just go for the Americans. They love McDonald's. Give me a cheeseburger. Show me cheeseburger or hamburger. Let's go. That was at number three. You get three points, Eddie. Okay. Uh, also, too, a little something that you can do at home. It's quick. We all love it. Mac and cheese. Oh boy! I think the you had, silence. Did you ask hearing. adults or kids? No, adults I'm, love mac I'm, and I'm cheese. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Uh, Dippin' dots. Uh, what are, what's <laughs> oh next? boy! Fruit roll-ups. I didn't get it. Did Show I? me mac and cheese. No. <laughs> All right, Morgan. They asked two thousand Americans if you could eat one food the rest of your life, what would it be? Pizza and hamburgers are off the list. Mm. Tacos. Dang it! Show me. Tacos. Woo! Number two. All right. Okay. You get more points for the harder ones on the list. Morgan, okay. go ahead. Um, I mean, I have just cheese. Like, everybody just loves cheese. We're talking about all these others. Mm, cheese. Is that an option? Mm. I need you to... Just cheese is not on the board. Okay, okay. But I'm gonna. I'm going to need you to be more specific. What about grilled cheese? Okay. I'll take that answer. We'll, we'll see if that's up on the board. Okay. Show me grilled cheese. Woo! <laughs> At number 10. Oh, 10 points. That was dang, the money? Dang, dang, dang. That, was, that was a good one. Okay, okay. Dang. Okay. Grilled cheese tacos. Maybe not ice cream. Maybe they like cookies all the time, though. Cookie, cookie <laughs> just dough. Eat cookies all the time. You know, I mean. <laughs> if you chips. could only eat one food the rest of your life, what would it be? We have pizza, tacos, hamburgers, and grilled cheese off the board. What about quesadillas? That's one. Is that like taco? Mm. Need chips? an answer, Morgan? Quesadillas. Show me quesadillas. Oh. All right, Lunchbox, you have one point right now. Yeah, I'm about to come hard right here. I'm going to come with something hard that you want it when it's soft. Give me pasta. Show me. Pasta! No, I'll give it to you. We'll give it to him. Number seven. Whoa, yeah, we'll I was like... Yeah, spaghetti is yeah. at number seven. We'll give you spaghetti pasta. Okay, yeah, that's what I expected. I didn't know I needed to say spaghetti. All right. Um, Now I got to think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comes on a bun. Eddie said hamburger, but uh, uh, it's not hamburger. Give me the long one. The hot dog. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> give him the long one. <laughs> so he says. He wants the long one. Show him. Hot dog. What? Oh. Come on. What are there you guys are eating? four answers on the board, Eddie. I got it. Go ahead. Uh, let's go with the easy one. Chips. I will eat chips all day, every day. Show me chips. <laughs> What? That's terrible. Everyone loves chips. Well, everybody loves ice cream too. <sighs> what do you think about? What? We can't give him that one. No. Okay. Did I chips miss? does not count. Mm. All right, Morgan, go ahead. Well, I don't know. If, okay, so I have potatoes in my head, oh, but is that good. too like generic again? Like the cheese? Because mm. then there's French fries. Mm. 
You know, but everybody loves all kinds of potatoes. There's mash, there's, yeah, potatoes. Show her potatoes! Oh! Dang. Oh, all guys, right. I'm it ready for now. This. Speed round, guys. If you don't get it this round, we, re- we we end the game and Morgan wins. Okay. Lunchbox, go. Nachos. Show me nachos. Really? Eight points. Lunchbox Boom! has taken the lead. Boom! Stop it. What's that? What's that? Oh, feels good. Oh my! Is this still me? It is. All right. So we had nachos. We had hamburgers. Speed round, lunchbox. I know. I know. I, I'm thinking out loud. Five and peanut butter and jelly. Show me peanut butter and jelly. What? Lunchbox ends the game at 16 points. He is in the lead, though. Sorry. Eddie, I need an answer from you. Speed round. There are 2,000 Americans. They said, "Hey, what's the one food you would eat for the rest of your oh life?" My gosh. You have guessed such dumb things as uh, <laughs> gushers. I didn't say that. Hey, listen. We're, I see. What? We're Americans. You know what we love? What? We love steak. Give me a steak. Show so me easy. steak. Yeah! Eddie's back in the game with nine points. There are still two answers on the board. Eddie, go ahead. Bones, you know what else we love? We love going to get ourselves some fried chicken. Okay. Show me fried chicken. Yeah! Yeah! Eddie has 14 points. Eddie, you have to get this one to win. You get this, you win. Now I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble now. Uh, The number four answer is on the board. Number four. They asked 2,000 Americans. If you could eat one food the rest of your life, what would it be? If you get this, you win. If you miss it, you're out, and Morgan has a chance to win the game. I feel like the only thing we've left out here is fish, some kind of seafood. But I don't know. We're Americans. We don't like that stuff. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, that's like only if you're like by coastal. We're not all coastal. Okay. Some of so, us are landlocked. Yeah, some of us are landlocked. So let's go. Ah, I, I gotta go with Five seconds speed round. <sighs> all right. Let's go sushi. No, nah, that was stupid. Americans do love sushi, though. <laughs> Did I get it? What's your yeah. answer? Sushi. Show, show me. Sushi. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. The answer is Asian food. We have to give it to him. That's no, sushi. No. Yes, that's Asian sushi. food is sushi. Sushi is from Asia. And absolutely it is. <laughs> it absolutely is. Mike and I were looking at each other like, what do we do? <laughs> it doesn't say Chinese food. It says Asian food, and sushi is Asian food. Come on! Doubt. So we have to give Eddie that win, right? Mike? Ray? I guess go Asian, baby. <laughs> All right, there he is, Eddie, everybody. Yeah! Yeah! Woo! Wow. That's tough, but I have to give it to Sushi is Asian food. Oh, man, I almost left that seafood out, too. Well, Eddie, you win a controversial ending. Yes. you've now won two in a row. Hey, a win is a win, and I'll take it. Eddie with 18, Lunchbox with 16, Morgan with 12. You all did great, though. Give yourself yeah! a round of applause. I just refused to check a bag and got to fly back today after the show to get back back home. And been shooting American Idol all this week. And I have these clothes that they're like, all right, go out and get clothes for this shoot. And I got a bunch of clothes. But instead of checking a bag, I just mailed a bunch of clothes home. Is that weird? <laughs> all I because don't, you don't want to check a bag? I don't want to check. I don't want to sit in the airport. I like to get off the plane <laughs> and get my butt to the car. No, no time spent in the airport that I wasn't supposed to be there. Don't like airports. So... Went to the post office, got two boxes, put the cl- dirty clothes too. It's like, a, I don't even want to open the box when I get home. So I have two cardboard boxes full of dirty clothes that I mailed home so I don't have to stay at the airport. Dumb, 
or efficient? <sighs> That's tough because I've actually never heard of anyone doing this, but I'm going to have to go efficient. I mean, why not? Like, your clothes are going to be there. You don't have to deal with all that stuff, so it's definitely efficient. Weird, And though. after I've been on a plane for four hours wearing a mask... I get why people get kicked off planes for not wearing masks. By hour number two, you start to go, this is not fun. Like I'll, I'm like, man, I don't want to wear this either. I got to get it. My entire outlook on masks on airplanes changes. I start rooting for them on the air. Come on. Uh, we talked last about the biggest 90s one-hit wonders. And number five was Semisonic Closing Time. The Proclaimers at number four with, I would walk 500 miles. Breakfast at Tiffany's, Deep Blue Something at number three. Natalie Imbruglia was the number two with Torn. And the number one was The Verve. It's a bittersweet <laughs> symphony. Know that one? Of course. Okay. Now, the same site, Ranker.com, which has thousands of people voting, has put up the 2000s best one-hit wonders. Ooh. And you know what? Lunchbox had mentioned one of these is a 90s one-hit wonder. And we were like, yeah, I didn't make it. But it's a 2000. It's in the year 2000. Number five is from the Baja men who let the dogs out. Who let Here the you... dogs out? Who let the dogs out? So that's why it didn't make the 90s list, Lunchbox. Okay. I didn't realize that was a 2000 song. I thought that was the dumbest song I'd ever heard when it came <laughs> so out. So good. You really think that's a good song? That's a good song. It's still chance. When you hear that, you turn it up. Where do you hear this? I wear it like right here on the show. I turn it up. <laughs> right now. <laughs> yep, my headphones are going up. Turn this song up again. <laughs> if you're not hooping in your car, you're not living. Well, why can't you get the hoo-hoo beat, though? Like, you're so off on that. I can't get any beat, man. <laughs> I, I, I beat my own drum, whatever you call it. <laughs> You walk to the beat of your own drum. That's you what it is. To the beat your own drum. Yeah, that's all yeah. I was looking for. I think this might be the dumbest hit of all time. <laughs> like when you think about the dumbest songs ever, isn't this it? It's one of them for sure. I don't know that. Uh, open the door, walk on the floor. Everybody walk a dinosaur. That's pretty dumb. Oh, too. from the eighties. That's yeah, a jam. That's dumb. Open the door, get on the floor. Everybody, everybody do the dinosaur. dinosaur. Oh man, I think, and I'm gonna have to come up with this list maybe tomorrow, or the next day show. The worst big hits of all time. This might be number one on my list. Uh, and number four on the biggest one-hit wonders of the 2000s. Love this song. Just did a TikTok challenge saying, hey, cover this song. But Nine Days, absolutely story of a girl. This is the story of a girl who cried a river and drowned the whole world. And when she looks so sad in photographs, I absolutely love her when she smiles. You guys love that song or no? Hey, Bones, I'm going to just say right now, and I know I'm going to get flack for this, but hey, they just don't make music like that anymore, man. That's what I'm talking about! That's what I'm talking about! <laughs> so good. They don't make music like they used they, to. They don't. Lunchbox, you like that song? That's fine. I mean, I, I remember hearing it, and like, now that you played it, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that song. I don't remember jamming to it. It's no Who Let the Dogs Out? No, it's if not. If there was barking in it, would you like it more? <laughs> it would be a little bit better. <laughs> hey, Morgan, do you know that song at all? Who let the dogs out? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> this is a story of a oh, girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a alternative, I guess you could say, kind of emo phase in my... That's not alternative or emo. I've, if that's your you... alternative phase, you oh, did not go alternative. Really? I mean, yeah. yeah, that's alternative to me. That's like hot AC with a little guitar. <laughs> uh, at number three, biggest one-hit wonders of the 2000s, Hoobastank, The Reason. Oh, the jam. Jam. What you do? 
jam. Right, we all love this one. Come yeah, on, it's, it's really so good. good. Morgan, do you know this one? Yeah, I do. Okay. Not, because, not probably like you guys do. This was 2003. How old would you have been in 2003? 10. Okay, yeah. so you're starting to listen to the radio at 10 years old. Yeah, and I think this was on Top 40 at the time. It was. Yeah. It was an alternative song, and then it kind of crossed over to, to pop. I loved it. I loved Hoobastank. So this is alternative to you? Yes. It, okay. This is... It started alternative and then and became a huge pop song. So I would say if you caught it early, you were alternative. Okay. Number two, from 2002. If anyone doesn't like this song, you're fired. Uh-oh. Yeah, you heard me. Is it Creed? I, I'm done. Bye, it's I'm not. No, I love okay. Creed, though. Don't, Don't hate on Creed. Creed. Creed is so Creed. good. Creed is I'm so good. I'm packing my That's bags right. already. <laughs> Number two, A Thousand Miles from Vanessa Carlton. Oh, oh yeah. Great is that song. That's so good. Do you love that one, Lunchbox? That's a good song. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm gonna try to act tough, but it's good. Morgan? Oh yeah, this is a jam. I think I had this one on repeat. I was reading an interview with her because she wrote that song like 20 years ago, and she said I think she was at Juilliard studying music, and there was someone in school at the same time who was famous, who's famous now, and she wrote that song about him that he wouldn't even like acknowledge her. Did she, she never had a who chance that was? Him. No, she wouldn't. But. People on the internet try to figure it out, but it was about somebody. Mm. And, I, and one of the lines is, if I could fall into the sky, which doesn't make sense, but she's like, listen, I could fall upward into the sky and they still wouldn't notice me. That was the point of it. Mm. So, but that is the jam. Play it again. Here, Vanessa Carlton, everybody. If I could fall into the sky, do you think time would pass me by? We've tried to get her on the show. And nothing? Nothing. Scuba, how close have we gotten with Vanessa Carlton on the show? So she's willing to come on the show, but she wouldn't perform this song. So that was what? the issue with how me. How do you do that? Yeah, like how can you come on and not, I mean, I'm okay with you doing your new stuff. That's what we do with everybody. Yes, but you have to also give them this to give them context of who you are. And, and she wouldn't do context. it. We just want to hear it. We're and, fans. Well, that too, of course. Yeah, definitely. But she wouldn't do it. So I was like, all right, well, if she changes her mind, let me know. We're here. Bones, we I bet I bet you'd be so good at just like doing, all right, we agree to do that, whatever. But while she's here, you're like, play a little bit of that one. <laughs> and then she <laughs> would do it. Why you got the keys? <laughs> That's always a bit awkward for me. Not <laughs> that you, I haven't done it. You're good at it. I know. I know. But I, listen, who's on our Mount Rushmore of guests we haven't gotten yet that we'd love to have? Because... Tina Turner. Yes. I mean, where are we at, Scuba? Come on. Like, oh, let's go through it first. Oh. Tina Turner, Hulk Hogan, yeah. <laughs> Vanessa Carlton. Who else have we not oh, gotten God. that we're trying? Uh, Anybody, Scuba, that you've been throwing lines out? And yeah, all these people I've talked to are just trying to get it uh, nailed Post down. Malone. Oh, Post Malone. That's the four. That's the one that won't even touch us anymore for whatever reason. He doesn't do any interviews, no radio interviews, nothing. He won't do a single That's thing. That's not true. I've seen him in radio interviews. But that was years ago. He won't do it now. Oh. He won't do it. Uh, Willie Nelson's another one. that he, He's agreed to it, but it won't be till the summertime. That's crazy that we've never gotten Willie. But yeah, I've I also, either. But I've interviewed Willie. Sure. I've, I've, so that t- he's not on the Mount Rushmore to me. I'm talking about guests we've never had that we want. Post Malone, Tina Turner, Vanessa Carlton, <laughs> and Hulk Hogan. Let's go. 
We need those four people, Scuba. Don't all come right. back until you have them all. All right. All right. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> uh, finally, the biggest one-hit wonder from the 2000s, from 2003. Oh, man. What? I'm trying to think 2003, what it, what it could have been. You love this song. I loved it. Yeah. This song probably, like, turns you on. Oh, Castles in the Sky. No, turns you on, weirdo. What? <laughs> oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Akon, what? smack that. No, no, no. Nope. You're, that, that's weird. Um, <laughs> nope. From 2003, Stacy's mom. I got to work on this worst hits, though. Which, so what's already it. on the list? You've already put one on there. What is it? Uh, who Left the Dogs Out? <laughs> who Left the Dogs Out? There are all songs we'll know. But like the worst big hits ever. I'm gonna work on that list. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Florida. A 34-year-old woman showed up at the car dealership and said, Yeah, I'm looking to buy a new car. I'd like to try to test drive that Chevy Equinox. Ooh. Like, yeah, go ahead. And with COVID, the person can't ride in the car with you. Is that right? Yeah. So they just go by themselves. They go by themselves. So she was like, yeah, got a free car. She never came back. <laughs> Only problem. Wow. It had OnStar. Oh, so they just tracked her. They just tracked her. <laughs> I think you probably checked that before you steal it, right? Like, let me ask a couple questions about this car. How much air is in each tire? Okay, does it have OnStar? <laughs> Can this thing track me in any way? That's no. right. Okay, bye. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. On yesterday's show, we talked about this person's driving down the road. She opens up her glove box, and there is a venomous snake in her glove box. And Lunchbox got the heebie-jeebies. Got him again. I got a call from our mailman yesterday, because we're not in town. And she calls me and goes, hey, uh, there's a snake in your mailbox. And I had it on speakerphone. I was like, what? She goes, there's a snake in your mailbox. Stop I opened it. up, there's a snake. Yeah. Oh. She, she oh. goes, so I didn't put the mail in there, and I left the, the door open. I was like, well, what do I do? She goes, I guess you wait for the snake to leave, because I ain't putting my hand in there. Bones, did Caitlin put a fake snake in there? No. <laughs> what? Oh. How is there a snake in your mailbox? No idea. I forgot about that until I was telling this story. What but on she, earth? She called and said, there's a snake in your mailbox. It's a garden snake. It doesn't so matter. It's not gonna hurt. Yeah. You open that mailbox door up and there's a snake? No, 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 Bones. You, you're about to say it doesn't matter. No, no, no. They have teeth still. They're not going to no. kill you, but they will I, bite you. There's still a snake. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm saying you're not going to die of being poisoned. <laughs> Can you imagine putting your hand in there, getting your mail, and getting bit by a snake? You would scream. Well, the new story is... A San Diego Zoo employee was hospitalized after being bitten by a venomous snake. Oh. What? The incident occurred as the wildlife care specialist was caring for the African bush viper. The zoo added, in keeping with our protocols, the staff member was taken immediately to the hospital. We remain in close contact. They don't know what's up as of right now, but that's their job. Could you do that job, Lunchbox, at all? No <laughs> chance. And if it's that job or living under a bridge, I'll be living under the bridge. Not no, going to be able wouldn't. to do it. I, no, you wouldn't. I couldn't. There's, I physically could not do it. There is no chance. I would be cowered in the corner, so scared. No way. I would be out of. I, I, I'd be unemployed. But I uh. think even if you're extremely afraid of something, for example, I am deathly afraid of heights. Hate them. Don't. I, I don't care what I'm strapped into. If I, I went up in the San Diego or the uh, St. Louis Arch, wanted to vomit. Like it really scares me. But the first episode of my Nat Geo show that comes out May 31st, I'm literally hanging on a single rope 5,000 feet over the Grand Canyon. Like, that is my biggest fear. It took me 45 minutes to work my way just to do that. And I think you could do that with snakes if 
there was, you know, the right reward. Uh, I mean, I, I just don't know if I, I think I'd make more money and I think I'd be safer panhandling on the side of the road. Like I, this guy's going to, this, this, this dude got there a venomous snake. Why not take the venom out? If you're going to be playing with it, like, what are we doing? Well, I don't think that's nice to the animal. If you take the venom out, <laughs> that's, that's his venom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're done. Bye, friends. Uh, the Bobby Bones Show.